His name's Aaron, and he forgot to take out the trash again. His name's Tommy, and he's actually two kids in a Tommy suit. And this is the Superpod Saga. We're not alone today, though, on the on our Superpod Saga. Today we've got a guest, and his name, you, you may remember him from an earlier episode. It's Bill. It's Bill from the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. Hi, Bill. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm doing well. Before we get too far into Superpod Saga stuff, tell us, tell us. I'm sure you did this last time, but some people might not have heard you last time. So who, who are you? What's your podcast? What games do you like? All that good stuff. Well, I'm Bill. I'm one of the uh, two hosts of the uh, Gaming Collecting Podcast. It's a gaming and anime-based nostalgia podcast where uh, me and my sister Alex talk about a whole bunch of different uh, video games and anime from our childhood, along with some modern uh, stuff every now and then. Uh, I'm also an Instagram blogger. I show off my... Uh, video game collection on instagram every now and then but other than that i'm mostly known for the podcast these days good stuff so you and aaron both collectors bill's definitely way more than i am <laughs> <laughs> that's he's fun. got a saturn dude Ooh. he's got a saturn and lots of saturn games Ooh. i also have a 3do so <laughs> oh that's <Yeah>. super fun <laughs> i have an atari that doesn't have any of the cables <laughs> <laughs> nice if you are a first-time listener to the super pod saga this is a podcast where Aaron and I and sometimes guests talk about a different subject every week. We're going to talk about every single video game topic, and then we're just going to end the podcast once, we, once we're done talking about everything. And if people want to interact with us, Aaron, where can they find us on the internet? Honestly, just go right to superpodsaga.com, and you'll find us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is our main one. We have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Tumblr, but... I forget about those a lot. I apologize, people I... who made those. But yeah, mostly Twitter, superpodsaga.com. Short, sweet, to the point. And you can you can even find our uh, our PayPal and our Patreon if you want to leave us just a little bit of money and help out the show. But if not, that's cool too. And you get rewarded for the Patreon. There's cool things that I don't remember what they are. <laughs> yeah, I changed them just the other day too. There's a lot of neat stuff. I <laughs> so get in now. <laughs> I, I... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are in, you guys are Twitter famous now. So. Yeah, we're we wrote that tweet about <laughs> useless video game knowledge that blew up for no reason. Um, there's a lot of people that have been trying to uh, that have been trying to steal your thunder with that. Like, there's that I'm one I sent you that. yesterday where yeah, yeah oh, that, the... that, my favorite part about that tweet is after you guys blew up, literally I noticed everybody was posting the, these like posts about these like random questions, and I'm like, uh, everyone's trying to get on that real quick. Now. Yeah, there's a there's a know your <laughs> meme page where we're the the start of the meme, like in their little chronology or whatever so we're we're technically a meme i guess good thing good thing that guy behind beyond uh, behind the meme isn't around anymore because i'm sure he would have made an episode on you guys at some point (laughs) so weird just we're in a weird world speak i don't know if we'll ever have something to follow that up but you know what things did have good follow-ups video game sequels (laughs) oh man yeah that's what we're talking about today video game sequels I guess to start, what what do you guys look for? What makes a good sequel to you? What do you want from a sequel? Bill, you can go first if you want, since you're our guest. Yeah. Um, I guess to describe a sequel, like to me, like the perfect video game sequel is a game that takes everything that was good about the first game, expands upon all the positives, t- takes away the negatives, and fixes <laughs> the negatives that didn't work and makes them work. It's and easy. Overall, it's that easy. <laughs> yeah. If only. Um. <laughs> And just overall makes the game a much better package in the long run. Yes. That's kind of my thoughts on a sequel. 
could not agree more that's that's yeah uh, essentially that's exactly what i had down exactly <laughs> yeah. we're all in agreement so i'm sure we all picked the same exact sequels <laughs> um let's see so i picked this one right yes sir that means i have to go first that's how it works yes chef do... yes chef okay okay um i don't know why you're saying that but i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going um yes chef <laughs> my the the first one that came to mind for me was mass effect 2 the oh. sequel oh, to mass effect nice. 1 Man, what a talking about expanding. The Mass Effect One is a great game in its own right. It sets the the foundation for like uh, companions and and building that trust and making choices. But there wasn't really a lot in in terms of like story main story missions. There's only like five or six in the in the main storyline that you have to do. And then Mass Effect Two came out and was like, hey, go explore the whole galaxy. There's going to be dozens of systems and planets you can't explore them like in mass effect one but like it's it's i don't know when i played it for the first time it just felt like an accomplishment like a technological Mm. accomplishment to to just have this open-ended galaxy to explore do whatever you want whenever you want and it just more more companions more areas to explore i just i just loved it you you played mass effect too right aaron oh hell yeah i did yep and that was when they they introduced the the much much better cover system. Thank God. And just combat in general was better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you mentioned how they got rid of exploring the planets. Did anyone really miss that? Yo, I did. I loved exploring the planets, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a weirdo was, like that. That tank was so sketchy to drive, though. Like, oh, I yeah. somehow managed to Nightmare. like get it stuck upside down and like just broke. Granted, I was playing on the PS3, and the PS3 version of Mass Effect One was a mm. broken mess. I somehow got the tank stuck on its roof and it just was there forever. <laughs> and I was like, great. So fun, man. I it's yeah, that's that's just like the picture perfect sequel to me. Just expanded on everything, loved all the characters. I got to continue the relationships with people that I started. That was really fun. Oh, good times. Yeah. Unless you were like an Ashley fan then Which I was not. Ex- I absolutely was not. She she didn't make it into the sequel. <laughs> See, she was she was my favorite in the first game. So That's hilarious. I was I was like, wow, they just completely shat all over that one. <laughs> That's good. But they make up for it in three, so which I still haven't played. What? I know. You played Mass Effect three. No, I haven't. You talk all about this series all know, the time and how much you love it. I know, <laughs> but I've never played Mass Effect three. <laughs> I keep Andromeda? I keep starting whenever like every couple of weeks I start the trilogy over again. I'm like, this is the one. That I'm gonna go all the way through, and then I I uh, just drop out of it halfway through Mass Effect Two. <laughs> you never you never cease to amaze me. Tommy. <laughs> I know. What a, what amazing sequel do you have, Aaron? Uh, the first one I had down was uh, it's a big one. It's Borderlands Two. <gasps> That's the sequel to yeah, Borderlands yeah. One, correct? Yes, correct. <laughs> okay, and it's, okay. And it's it's a exactly like like bill described earlier it's one of those sequels that takes everything that the the first game did but borderlands 2 cranks it all up to fucking 12 like they (laughs) they really 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 double down on the goofiness like the silliness and and the cell shaded visuals they made those a lot better and the the cherry on top of all of it too is that they they made the characters more fun to play because like in the first Mm. game they were all kind of meh because there was like the hunter who was just like He's best with pistols and snipers, and he has a fucking bird. <laughs> and then there was, like, the, the commando who was like, he uses assault rifles, and he fucking has a turret. But in the second game, 
the I mean the commando is basically the same thing. He has his turret, but like anybody can use any weapon, which is really cool. And they added a lot of just ridiculous, like over the top shit to all of the the traits you can unlock in your skill trees. And my my favorite character ever from the second game is still the siren. I've got her to max level, Ooh. still just sitting dormant on my Xbox and it's just it's just so much fun to just run through that game and just blast fucking bandits and shit to bits and the skill trees are just so fucking robust and just so nice and they had a lot of a lot of variety of how you can adjust your character and fine-tune them to be this this god of destruction basically and and they also had a, a lot of cool character cuts or i guess yeah, yeah, like like cosmetic customization to your characters because you could choose different color palettes for their armor and clothing, and you could add uh, different like wigs or masks or hats to your characters. Like you could just make them look stupid and run around with like oh they get rainbow afro as the as the siren and stuff like that. And it, yeah, Borderlands too. It just it rocks. It's it's the best, man. It sounds so crazy for you to be like they had co- uh, color customizations, but back then. I'm sure it was super cool. Now it's like you can be Goku in Fortnite, do whatever you want. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. They they have a Magic the Gathering crossover and Smite. Like that still blows my mind. Slipknot in Smite. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about Slipknot. Runescape. They had a Runescape crossover. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, all that shit. Do you do you have fun with Borderlands? Do you play it alone or do you play it with people? Uh, I've mostly played it alone. Oh, interesting. But it is really really fun when you play with other people because especially when you're different characters and you can just kind of see how other characters work and be like, dude, I need to, I need to play the gun Cause he can hold two fucking, he can hold like two rocket launchers and just end the world and just like break the game. And it's great. Someone had a skill called sexual Tyrannosaurus and that yep, is, that's, that's the, that's the gun That's the biggest memory <laughs> I have of that game because I didn't play much of it. <laughs> yep. And, and he also had another skill called I can be your huckleberry. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> What about uh? What about you, Bill? What was your first one? Yeah, Bill. So I made this list kind of last minute, but uh, if I was gonna say a sequel that I think improved upon uh its predecessor significantly, so this this one's a bit of a a bit uh unorthodox because it's actually a Good. third game in the series, because the second game se- like was like a serious step back compared to the original, and that's uh, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. okay. Go on. <laughs> Essentially, that game took everything great about the original and improved upon it, and then fixed all the problems with its sequel, Partners in Time. Yeah. kept kept the ideas from that game that worked, but then returned to all the positive ideas from the first game, and basically made the ultimate Mario and Luigi game, like probably the best Mario RPG there is at this point, uh, yeah. depending on who you ask. Uh, and you got to play as Bowser, and probably like the best. That was probably fun. the best Bowser in the series, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That was definitely fun. Oh man, I I agree. I yes. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know, because I'm a huge uh, Superstar Saga fan. But comparing anything to to Dream Team is is or not Dream Team Partners in Time. Excuse me, man. Partners in Time was a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not a bad game, but it's just such a step back. Compared- yeah. Because I actually played Partners in Time first and then Ooh. played Superstar Saga. And the funniest part about it was it was weird to me how much Superstar Saga didn't feel like a step back. It actually <laughs> right. felt like a step forward. It's wild. 
I don't man, I don't even know how that happened. But yeah, Bowser's Inside Story. The, did that have the the big Luigi uh, kaiju battles? Was that that one or was that a different one? No, that was, that was Dream Team. Bowser. That was Dream Team. Okay, Bow it had the giant oh, Bowser fights. <laughs> yeah, it had like the random moments in the game where Bowser just gets freaking murdered, and you have to bring him back to life as a giant Godzilla for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> the best story. It had the. Uh, then it even had. I really liked that that Bowser's play style was dramatically different from when you're the bros, because instead of you know like the bros hopping and and doing their little bros attacks and shit like that, Bowser is all about. You can defend using his spiky shell and deal damage, or you could uh, use his like fire breath. Yeah, yeah. Or his fucking his min. All of his bros attacks were instead like his little minions, like the Goombas and Paratroopas, and and eventually you could get uh, that uh, that block dog. Brog yeah, Broggy, dude. Oh, oh my god, man, that's so fun. My it, favorite. That side quest is a pain, but it's so worth yeah. it in the end. Um, Definitely. My favorite part too is like when you're playing as Bowser on the overworld you'll like run into like these enemies that bowser's just like massively like oversized and he'll just like step on them and you'll just get a coin <laughs> but when you're on but when you're on the overworld with uh, mario and luigi they're actually enemies you have to fight which is kind of a cool touch yeah you could tell that they really just like actually put creativity and thought into everything it's it's those small details that like games like mario and luigi really thrive on it's funny too because dream team was also a very well-made game but it just did not have that same energy that like bowser's inside story had i think a lot of it had to do with fawful not being around anymore yeah, yeah. and oh, also yeah, the game bro. and also the game's like massive holding your hand tutorials that like don't leave you Broke alone for like the insane. entire game i don't know i i like uh it, mario and luigi to me did a good job of like starting with a baseline thing and then as you get more powerful more techniques it it just like naturally builds on it and dream team was just like here's another tutorial here's another tutorial let's make sure you know how to do this before we set you out to solve this simple problem and i was just like stop i think so many people dropped that game after the first hour just because that first hour yeah. is so slow mm -hmm. i did i feel shame but i did it's ironic though because bowser's inside story is a great game but it, god it did not need a sequel uh, remake yeah that's <laughs> yeah yeah right. let's see games that speaking of games that did get a remake and were also beloved <laughs> my another one of my picks i've talked about it too many times but this is like the perfect episode for it pokemon gold everyone mm. pokemon gold built mm. and expanded on yellow and blue so much i won't go into too much detail but they added like a day night cycle they added breeding and eggs there was more HMs, two regions, 16 badges, more Pokemon, a cell phone. It just, it was just like a endless stream of, yeah, you got a cell phone before people even had like cell phones in real life. It was just like an endless stream of new features and, and cool things. It just felt like a, a bigger world with more stuff to do and more people to talk to. And it just blew my tiny child mind. I played that game to, to death and I, man, like, I don't know if anything will live up to that, that experience of just finding the expanded world and everything that oh, you yeah. loved before is just better there's just something amazing about when you finish when you beat the champion you beat lance and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah by the way the rest the you remember the world that you played through in the first game well it's here and you yeah can explore it again yeah go back to your starting town just go surf across the water go check it out buddy and you're like huh and then you get to the you climb out you climb uh, mount silver and all of a sudden you face yourself from the first game yeah which my child brain didn't recognize that. I was like, who's this man? Oh, man. 
Who's that this? is such a good sequel. Who's this guy? <laughs> Why are your Pokemon so strong? <laughs> My next pick is is very very divisive. Uh-oh. But I'm just gonna go out with it, dude. Final Fantasy X two. I liked it. I mean, it's. I mean, the story's dumb, but the gameplay is significantly better. It is. It's really fun, and I I also. The only bad things I guess I really would have to say about it is yeah the story's dumb and I I don't really like that you have to go instead of going from one place to to the next you just pick missions, but mm. overall yeah it, it's a fun game because I mean yeah sure you just have only the three party members but you can customize the shit out of them with their uh, with the whole dress sphere system and they have all sorts of neat like unique classes some of the the little controls that you can input during combat like when you're the when I forgot what Yuna's gunner class was called, but you have the uh, the trigger happy ability where you just tap R one a bunch and do as much damage as possible, and, and yeah, it was I I thought it was really fun, and and uh, and they kind of dumbed down the sphere grid a little bit, but they still made it really good. The garment grid mm. is just garment there's grid, a lot is that really less. What it's called yeah, yeah. garment grid because <laughs> <laughs> it has to go with their, with their dress spheres or whatever. Yeah. They also brought back the the uh, ATV combat system, but they just made it like faster and more fun. ATV combat <laughs> system. I I've only played like one Final Fantasy game three quarters of the way through, so I just love hearing all this nonsense. I love it. So I guess to explain it, the ATV system was <laughs> the combat system first introduced in uh, Final Fantasy four, and it was kept from four all the way till nine. But it was essentially the uh, it, it's your standard turn based fare, but like. The, the whole gimmick of it is is that combat is always active so if you're one of those people that like doesn't pay attention the enemies will just keep attacking you there's no actual waiting unless you set it for like wait wait mode and uh it, you act you it adds a bit more strategy to the entire thing it's kind of it's a fun system i it's awesome i yeah. heard atv so i thought you were talking like all-terrain vehicle <laughs> like oh, no, four-wheeler so i thought you meant there was like four-wheeler combat in it and I was like, no, no. I know there's like water soccer. Maybe they do ATV battling too. Yeah, Blitzball. <laughs> no, so I meant ATV. Yeah. Did, did Final Fantasy X end on its own? And like, hey, there's you could see a sequel coming, or was it like, this is so popular, not we need really. to make another one? Maybe kind of. I'm I'm not really sure how they came up with the idea for Ten Two, but yeah, like Ten Two takes place maybe like just a few years after Ten. Yeah. And there's like a hidden ending where. It, where spoilers for Final Fantasy X too, there's a hidden ending where you can meet uh, Titus or Titus again. I, I was I've always called him Titus. Sorry, Titus. you can crucify me later. Yeah, yeah. The what? original the original game ended on a kind of like sad note too, because mm. like Titus literally yeah. just disappears. Oh, dang! Hate when that happens. Spoiler warning. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Ten Two spoiler or uh, Final Fantasy X spoilers, everybody. Sorry. I mean, it's a it's a decade old game yeah. at this point. I, I mean... know. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, no. Everybody, a lot of people hated that game, but uh, or a lot of people hated Final Fantasy X too. I should say, but no, I think it was fun. God damn it! When you come to the Final Fantasy series, everybody hates it yeah, for like some reason. That's true. Yeah, a lot of people hate Final Fantasy VII just because it's so popular. But like, no, it's it's a good game. Like, <laughs> it's don't, popular, don't be, so I must don't be hate rude. It. I mean, I, yep. my favorite is the most polarizing in the series, so... Which one? Which one is that? Final Fantasy VIII. Ah. Well, actually... Oh, I, I don't know enough. It's probably the second most polarizing, because thirteen is probably the most polarizing at this point, but... That's true. I have a good friend of mine back in my Sioux City days really, really loved Final Fantasy thirteen, and he brought up a lot of good points about it that I forgot, 
but yeah, they're they're all cool in their own way. I like the combat and like the paradigm system in Final Fantasy thirteen. We'll talk mm. about that another time though. It it is every 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 installment is good. In we should probably way. have a Final Fantasy episode at some point. Yeah, we should except for ten except for two. I don't like two. Yeah, no one really likes two. Don't don't like two. Unless okay. unless you're like uh, you don't follow the series and you think two is four, but that's besides the point. Oh man. Alright. What's, what's your next uh, one, Bill? Another one, uh <laughs> so my favorite game of all time I should probably talk about, uh I think Persona four is a significantly better sequel to Persona three in a lot Damn of it, I knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron's just sitting there sweating like don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> well, it's a bit sub- up, it's a bit subjective because some people prefer the story in three, but I think in terms of gameplay, four completely blows three out of the water. Like, yeah. the biggest thing is a you're allowed to control your party members now, which is just already a bit <laughs> makes the game superior in my opinion. I honestly prefer the more upbeat and um, less depressing story compared to three. I love exploring uh, Inaba, talking to all the. I love the characters. Yes. The, I game love has, the, the game has the game has such no, it's all good. The game has such like a sunshine and rainbows kind of like mood to it too like everything is so positive and happy despite the fact that it's a murder mystery game when you really think about it but it also has those depressing like punch you in the gut moments later on it's honestly it's it, it, you can tell that everything about this game was superior to 3 because when 3 portable came out a few years later they literally took all of 4's improvements and just put them in 3 portable oh fun so yeah I I've only played a little bit of Persona Five, and it gave you it gives you the option of controlling your party members or not. Is that because of the difference in three and four that you mentioned? Yeah, in three oh, you could wow. not control your party members at all. That's what I prefer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because I don't. Three, you'll, you'll understand why no oh, one likes I, it. <laughs> I, uh, even in like uh, what's what's the Dragon Quest where you don't control your party members? I was like, ah, oh, thank goodness that takes away all of my. I, I just need to focus on one person, one thing, because I don't, I don't play a lot of JRPGs. God damn it, Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> in Persona 3, you'll have moments <laughs> where you'll be, like, about to critically die, and you really need a healing, and the, the party member <laughs> will decide, I'm going to go attack the boss. And yes. It's like, no, <laughs> it's like chaos. Oh, God. This is the episode where Aaron stops respecting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love no, I'll always respect you, Tommy, even <laughs> if your your little quirks are just fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh boy. No, yeah, I really love Small Town Inaba. It's it's the best setting in like any JRPG. There needs to be more small towns. Mm. Yeah. It's and very like, small and like super easy to explore. You'll never get lost because there's only literally like three different areas you can really explore. Yeah, and like I think it was uh persona 3 and like persona 5 they have that big world map you can like like it's just so you don't get lost yeah you can hop from like circle to circle to, to find your way around and go to different places but you know but yeah it's so easy to just be like i need to go to the shopping district to buy stuff or like i want to go home and like that was it or i guess juness was no that wasn't in the shopping district was it I don't no know. it was its own little area okay yeah that's, that's basically it yeah like you had the river little like uh Flood, flood bay zone area the the town uh, shopping district and then the school those were really the three big ex- exploration areas god what a good game Axami, I, I i recommend you play Personas. it i, I oh, got a lot yeah. of jrpgs to catch up on <laughs> yeah um, 
Speaking of, I'm probably the biggest Persona Four stan on the internet. So, <laughs> if I ever play and I have questions, I'll turn to you, and you'll be like, "Really? You don't know how?" <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking, speaking of JRPGs, uh, my next pick is the JRPG classic Red Dead Redemption Two. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> gosh, man, my Red Dead Redemption was hugely important to me back then. When was that? Like late high school, just because. It was like the first open world game that I got into. I know there were open world games before then, but that one was the first one I played where I was like, there are people in here that are just living their lives. And and there are things that you can go and experience that aren't even like a part of a mission or anything. It's just a, a living, breathing world. And, and Red Dead Redemption 2 notch, jumped that notch up to 13, higher than 12. And uh, is just such a wonderful... Like, I didn't even really care about doing the missions and stuff because i just loved i I woke up in my camp did the chores around the camp went to to i didn't know where else to bathe so i'd go to the hotel to make myself clean just just living the life of a cowboy man so so it was so satisfying they they like it's it's crazy because like red dead redemption is almost like a gta like game where there's like mission Mm. points and stuff and you get a collect money to buy different things and and this one's they've like really put a lot of thought about what life would be like as a cowboy and how you would do that and i i don't know if you saw bill but i tweeted out about how when i played the game i didn't fast travel because cowboys could not fast travel and (laughs) i didn't know that tapping a would make your horse sprint so i just did a slow gallop or slow jaunt whatever everywhere in the entire game so it is I, such a pretty game, too. Oh, my gosh. It's gorgeous. Everything looks so good. It still baffles me that that was the only game Rockstar made during that entire generation. Yeah. and uh, Other than working on 5 for, like, 40, 50 years. But. Yeah. And they were going to make a update for the Series X PlayStation 5, but they were like, nah, never mind. So now it's going to be 30 FPS forever, baby. I think I think we talked about it in episode 18, the, the best game world to explore. But yeah. There need to be more Wild West games. Yeah, like, didn't we? Didn't we talk about like uh, uh, not counting Wild Arms, but doing like like a turn-based cowboy RPG game, or like uh, I was gonna say, isn't that Wild Arms? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like like cowboy games in like different genres. Yes, like, I just want awesome. more genres in that in that area or that oh. time frame. Oh, like a, like a town building sim, but you man you you manage like a big old like Wild West town. Like that'd be fucking sick. I I just want like a a, a ranch simulator. I just want to run my own ranch, but it actually be like not just the farming, but like you actually have to worry about cowboy stuff. And, and I don't know, man. It's like hard your, to describe. Like I, just, I just want more. Stardew Valley, right. maybe. No, no. I want it to be like Red Dead Redemption. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. My words are escaping me. No worries. Speaking of cowboy games, we'll, we'll go with Golden Sun: The Lost Age. That's uh. uh Golden Sun is an interesting one because I think those games were meant to be one game at one point. Yeah, maybe. basically, because like the Lost Age takes place immediately after the first game because like the first game when it ends, you're, I think it's you're on top of Venus Tower and Alex is a butthole, and the tower like collapses and the Earth basically splits in half or some shit and then. Yeah, and then in the second game, you you wake up with uh, was it Felix and Jenna, and then you find the other. Basically, it's just it takes everything that was like the first game was already fucking awesome and perfect, and then it, it somehow makes it even better because it adds 
it makes the puzzles a little bit more difficult and really makes you think more gives you a whole new cast of characters because uh what is it felix is is felix jenna's brother i think so yeah felix he's your earth adept for the second game and he's jenna's brother jenna's the fire adept blah 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 and there's like there's Piers who's just like some fucking convict you rescue and then there's Sheba, she's your Mercury Wind adept and all that shit. But but then they add like a lot more uh gin and they make their effects just so fucking different. And they add like a bunch of summons and they make the game actually just a, a I don't think it was a lot longer than the first game, but it was a little bit longer and yeah, everything about the second game was just so fucking good i really wish that they would bring those to to switch one of these days because i'm not sure i could just boot up the fucking wii u that's in my living room and buy it on the <laughs> on the virtual console real quick before it shuts down but i would much prefer to have it in here in my office on my switch and play mm. one and two whenever that'd be maybe, cool maybe maybe nintendo will eventually give us that gba like app that they've been saying oh, gosh to the i would love that there's I would play Superstar Saga for the 30,000th time if they brought it to Switch on the GBA thing. I've been playing Absolutely. I've been playing the first oh, Fire sorry. Emblem for the first time in my life on on just a phone emulator. If I could the play the first on... Fire Emblem or the 7th Fire Emblem. The se- the sure. first English one. Okay, so Fire Emblem 7. Yes. Okay. Oh, that one's great too. That's a great game. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm very surprised. Um but that's neither that's not a. I guess it's technically a sequel, but I, I'm only part way through. It's actually a prequel, believe it or not. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, what you got for your next one? So I'm gonna move away from uh, JRPGs and I'm gonna go with uh, an action adventure game, uh, Uncharted Four. Ooh. 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 All right. So it's kind of shocking because a lot of people. Series. I, I love <laughs> Uncharted, but um. I've never uh, played them. <laughs> Go ahead, though. They're they're worth a shot, but um, so a lot of people say like Uncharted Two is like a perfect game, and that's like where mm-hmm. the peak of the series. But I actually think Uncharted Four, like, just topped everything. Like, because the series ended with three on a very positive note, and I didn't really think it needed to go any farther. Yeah. But but somehow four managed to like go beyond the ending of three and just give it an even better final conclusion. Oh, cool. To the series. Um, and in terms of gameplay, so Uncharted 4 was actually made by the Last of Us team because uh, mm-hmm. the original Uncharted team had disbanded by that point. And the Last of Us guys actually added a whole lot of uh, fun, like, new gameplay mechanics. Like, you got this awesome, uh, like, uh, grappling hook thing so you can, like, explore areas and, like, swing across these big expanses. Nice. Uh, the game worlds are so freaking massive. Like, there was a point later in the game where, like, you're going through this uh, spoiler warning of like this pirate colony and you look in the background you see like all these like houses that look like really cool and explorable and then like an hour of gameplay later you realize you're in those same houses that you That's were looking so cool. at earlier it's huge and massive the story is really fun and it just ends on such a positive conclusion plus it has like the great dialogue that the series has always been known for it, it's I always say like it's probably the best in the series in my opinion that one uh, was a PlayStation 4 one, right? Yes. Yeah, see, that's why... I wonder if that's why... Was it early in the PlayStation 4 life cycle, too? Um, it was, like, kind of, like, in the middle of the first okay. half. Like, toward, middle of the first towards half. the end of the, the first half, yeah. I, I also love Uncharted, Uncharted 2. That was 
one of my favorite games of all time for a long time. And I never played Uncharted 4 because I never got a PlayStation 4. I am wondering if that's kind of part of it, just being like, oh, you got to buy a whole new console. But I'm sure there were people that actually did that, not just me. Man, what a great series. It is. It's. I know some people hate it. It's very... I like a lot of modern games, especially like PlayStation style games. It's very you either love it or hate it. Yeah. Um, I greatly enjoy like the. It, it's really the uh, the dialogue and world building that I that makes me love those games. Plus, I love the platforming and just exploring. Honestly, I think the weakest aspect of those games is the combat, but I mean that's mm-hmm. here or there. It's not awful, but it's not amazing either. Yeah, I feel like you either buy into exactly what it's trying to be, or you're skeptical of it. Like, in. Gosh, I don't remember if it was two or three when it's like, here's the big monster yetis you're fighting. And you're like, either like all on board, like, hell yeah, let's shoot some yetis. Or you're like, this is stupid. Why are there yetis here? You know? Hell yeah. Every single game has that one yeah, random like, moment where it's like, what the hell is this? This completely <laughs> changed the int- the realism of the game. <laughs> and I'm fine well, with that. Are those games, are they more like platformy or are they more like third person shootery? Both. An even mix of yeah, it's fifty fifty. It's like they've always sounded fun, but I've just never gotten around to them. But like I, I don't hate them. I've just yeah, I've just never played them. Although they do sound pretty fun. I mean, thankfully now there's the awesome uh, Uncharted uh, Nathan Drake collection, and then you can get the uh, the two PS4 games in, in a bundle as well for like really cheap these days. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Should we do an I'm... ad break? Is it time for an ad break? I think so. I'm I'm. Th- three in i think we should all be three in yeah yeah we are we'll be right back oh yeah we'll be right back have you ever been in a situation where you could have used just a little bit more water yes well i'm going to introduce you to powdered water powdered water is just dehydrated water just add water and you'll have more water like mashed potatoes basically yeah i've asked so many (laughs) times and i still don't understand it all i know is that it works it's just dehydrated water in a powdered form it even comes in a in a cool carry container a bottle if you will you can you can even use it in the powdered form if you want to you could pour some cheerios into it you could pour like a packet of kool-aid into it shake it up have like a powdered kool-aid drink pour some sugar too it's great aaron aaron can i freeze this powder into a cube shape yeah, you sure could. Just pack it all in. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Thank you. Sorry, there's a lot of other neat things you can do with it, too. You could fill up a pool with it if you wanted to, because it's maybe dehydrated, but, I mean, it's it's still water, technically. So, yeah, you fill up a pool with it, a bathtub, pour it on yourself to take a shower. It That's might what I was thinking. As well as, might not clean you off as well as, as actual, you know, hydrated water would, but, hey, it's water. Or, or throw but, uh, it in someone's face, and they'd be like, what is this? Why did you dump powder? And then throw water in their <laughs> face, and they're like, oh, you scamp, it's powdered water. Dehydrated water. <laughs> That's right, and it's the only powder that hydrates you. That's it. It's powdered water, everybody. It's water. <laughs> Technically, it's water. Okay, we're back. Are we back? Yes, and we're the back. The camera's rolling? <laughs> yep, the camera's rolling. Uh... Okay, my next pick for sequels that I like. I'm going to go uh, a bit crazy. This one has a two in the title. It's uh, Portal 2, the sequel mm. to Portal. Ooh. I di- Okay, I'll admit, I didn't play Portal 1 all the way through. I got stuck on a puzzle and moved on. <laughs> but I played all of Portal 2 in, like, one day. I, it's such a creative, creative game with, uh, like, everyone knows Portal has the portal guns, right? You shoot, you shoot holes in the walls and you walk through it. 
but they were like, oh, what if you had different goop that does different properties? What if you had goop that makes you slide, goop that makes you bounce? And, and like, you're not just in these white rooms. You're going all around the Aperture Science area trying to solve puzzles that in areas that weren't even, like, meant for puzzles. And it's got Cave Johnson. <laughs> He's awesome. And you carry, you carry GLaDOS around in a potato. And spoilers, <laughs> spoilers, you go to the moon for a brief second. It's great. It's so great. It just, they took this Jesus idea from Christ. Portal. <laughs> they took this idea from Portal 1. It's just like, wouldn't it be cool if you had a portal gun? And they just blew it up in every best amazing way. I'm so sad there hasn't been, like, anything else. Well, like, you really got to remember, Valve can't count past I two. I know. So. I know. It's unfortunate. Someone They need to hire someone who can do that. Yeah, I've never played Portal 2, but it does sound cool. You'd like it. I think it's, I think it's perfectly your sense of humor, too. Yeah, the yeah, puzzles and a potato. Yeah. The puzzles are like the uh, are the fu are fun enough, but it's really the uh, the characters and like what's happening in the background that really makes that game so charming. Wheatley, right? That's the name of your little companion, dude. Is that right? Yeah, who, who becomes the villain later on? Yeah. And the space. I just like Cave oh, Johnson. Man. That guy's <laughs> Cave Johnson's the best part of that game. Aaron, Aaron, let me let me sell you on it. There's a there's a little floating <laughs> robot guy. All he wants to do is go to space. That's all he talks about is going to space. And he's just That's like, you. No, it's me. <laughs> and, and it's just, you're carrying him around trying to do these puzzles. He's like, are we going to space? Are we going to space yet? Is this space? Are we in space right now? <laughs> it's just so fun. Dude, I need to, I need to play this game. I, I think it was a game with gold on Xbox not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I think I might have it. I'm going to, I'm going to play it tomorrow. Yes. Excellent. Skip tomorrow. out on work. Ignore your children. Mm -hmm. Play Portal my 2. <laughs> my favorite part too is like, the first game ended with the song Still Alive, which was basically just GLaDOS, like, uh, gloating that she didn't die. And then the second game ends with Want You Gone, where she's basically just like, get the hell out of here, I'm done with you. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to break the mold a little bit. I'm going to go with the third installment. Can you guess what it is? An an anybody? Sorry, Assassin's anybody? Creed 3. No. Um, uh, over, uh, no. No, it's Gears of War 3. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, that's a good pick. Okay. Yeah, Gears of War 3. I used to be the biggest Gears fan. Well, not the biggest, but I used to be a pretty big Gears fan. And uh, so the first game was already really good. And then the second game blew it up even more, and it was great. And then in the third game, really the story was one of the best parts yeah. of the game, absolutely. Because mm -hmm. it was uh, basically supposed to be the end. to like It was supposed to be just like a trilogy of Gears, and it was supposed to be the end to the whole fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Before they revived it with 4 and everything, and Judgment was a, was a prequel, but... They added a lot of new weapons, like the dagger. They added new grenades. They added all sorts of cool shit. Mm. Did that one and have the knife lancer, or was that a different one? That was Judgment. Yeah, that was Judgment. Oh, that did that. Bad. Or no, maybe they had it in three. I don't remember because that was the uh, the prototype lancer or yeah. something like that. But but then they they added just a lot of cool shit on top of the the horde mode, which was really really cool. That uh, I I must have put hundreds of hours into that shit because you would me and like uh, a buddy would like a buddy would just come over and we'd play that for hours and it was just so much and they added the ability to uh, to swap weapons and ammo between between players mm -hmm. so just anywhere at all at any time you could just swap weapons with somebody and it was cool it had such like, visceral combat the whole series did but just like pumping bullets into people and having chunks fly off and going in with your your uh chainsaw gun and just cutting people in half as your guy is screaming it's just man they, that's combat <laughs> yeah it's 
and it was it was super cool too because uh what was it the it, the game first starts off you're in this like basically like a like a like it's like a new oh. home for humanity it's just this giant fucking ship because at the end of the second game you, you basically blew up where where humanity used to used to be used to live or whatever and yeah just the the lore and story of the whole fucking series is just so cool because yeah eventually you learn that that the the locust what is it they're they're being run out of their home by the lambins yep the locust horde just wants they, they just want a place to live man they just mm-hmm. want to they just want some place to go and humanity's like no you can't come up here and then we're just being dickholes to them so they're being <laughs> dickholes to us and, uh, and then no, everyone loses three was, yeah yeah basically but yeah it's the the multiplayer i used to play a lot of uh but then then like everybody everybody just used the nasher shotgun all the time and all it take is just one blast to the face and you'd be fucking dead so i stopped playing it but the horde mode was that that was the chef's kiss that was i forgot i forgot how big that was that they invented the horde mode and every game had a horde mode it was awesome and then there was a uh, there was a mode where you could play as the locust and that was super fucking cool you could be a boomer you could be a wretch you could be what is it a drone you could be you could be all i think you could be you could be a, a brumach at some point and that was super cool but yeah that was oh, the, no uh, way that's awesome that was a big old big old sloppy tongue kiss to the chef man <laughs> that was so fun <laughs> what about you, bill what what sequel do you want to give a big sloppy uh, kiss to um <laughs> what were we gonna what were we gonna say though before tommy cut you off sorry <laughs> i was just gonna say those games are really fun but they also were the start of the gray era of video yeah games where everything yeah was brown and gray for no reason <laughs> good times <laughs> but uh also i guess a sequel next sequel i want to talk about unfortunately you're gonna have to pay a lot of money to enjoy this one but uh lunar 2 oh yeah and that one was that was that Eternal Blue or was Eternal Blue the first one? Uh, no, Lunar Two is Eternal Blue. Okay. And it was originally a Sega CD game, and it later saw a uh, PlayStation One remake. Uh, it essentially Lunar Two took everything that Lunar One did and just honestly made it better. Like it, the characters were so much more interesting and like expansive to follow. The world was so big and just fun to explore. The combat was like, in my opinion, a bit smoother and more evened out and honestly it really to me the reason i prefer two over one is just the story is just so fun and like engaging to follow it's like a quintessential rpg for the time even though it's but expensive these days was that the one that got remade into like the silver star or something like that so this is where it's kind of tragic there's there's only three games in the well three technically games in the series the first one was lunar the silver star that was remade into lunar silver star story and then it was remade again into Lunar Legend. And then it was remade again into Silver Star Harmony. Lunar 2 has, on the other hand, has only been remade once. It was Lunar... The original game was just Lunar Lunar Eternal Blue. And then the sequel was Lunar 2 Eternal Blue. But Lunar 2 has not seen any other sequels or remakes since. Leaving it... Making it... Un- unfortunately, the problem with Lunar 2 is... It came out very late on the Sega CD's life, so nobody bought it, and that's why it's super expensive. Mm. And then the seek the remake came out very late into the PlayStation One's life, so nobody bought it, and that's why it's really expensive. Guess I'll have to emulate it, son of a bitch. Yeah, the Sega CD version is <laughs> much easier to emulate than the PS One version, but they're both perfectly fine games. Which one is the is the better one? If if I was going to, I, mean, I know you said uh, the 
Sega CD is easier to emulate, but depends on your preference. Some people prefer the prefer the Sega CD version. Some people prefer the PlayStation version. They're both pretty much identical, otherwise. Right on. I'll do them both. <laughs> Wonderful. I only have one more. I hope that's okay with everyone. One more okay. sequel. Ready? You ready? I'm ready. Uh, Assassin's Creed 2, baby. I should stop Ooh, ending every sentence with baby. I feel like I do that a lot. Um, no, I think that's the first time you've done it this whole this whole uh, recording. Excellent. Cool. So I'm just overthinking things. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2. I didn't like Assassin's Creed 1. It was very slow-paced. And back then I was like, I'm an action boy. I want action in my video games. <laughs> and <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2 provided me that in an open world. And again, just... It was so fun exploring that place, and, and uh, that was one of the first games that I like went back to uh, get all the collectibles, all the stupid... I, th I think that one had the feathers. Was there... Yeah, yeah. And it had a... Uh, how do I even... It had like these holes that you could crawl into that would do like the glyph puzzles or whatever, and I had a notebook because there were like hidden messages, hidden letters, and I was like, I'm going to figure this out, find all the secret messages and stuff. I... It really surprised me because I went into it being like, oh, this is a game where I'm going to assassinate people. But there was so much more stuff to do. They just fleshed it out with tons of things. And, and I really, really enjoyed that in my Assassin's Creed 2 games, doing things other than assassinating. That is a good one. Boy, I, that uh, series sure has gone on to be way different than that. <laughs> I still have yet to actually sit down and play this series. It's been on my backlog forever. Oh, and it's just going to get further because they keep making them. Yeah. I mean, th some of them I'm going to skip because I heard Unity's a dumpster fire. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've heard the new ones are good, but they're just too big for their own good, and they don't really have a lot oh going on. Oh, my gosh, on. a thousand percent. I tried playing the Grease one, and I played for, like, 20 hours and had discovered, like, 10% of the map. Hmm. I know 4 is, like, considered, like, a really good pirate game, but not a great Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> yeah, it's... Man, like... I'm curious, the, the rumors are that the next one is going to go back to, like, Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood style. And I'm like, can you... I'd love that. That sounds great. But I, I'm wondering how the general public is going to take it now that they've been, like, these last few have been massively open world with RPG elements and stuff. Uh, I think they'll be fine with it because I think a lot of people are just tired of it at this point. Yeah, for sure. Not to brag, but I have every achievement in Assassin's Creed 2 on the... Uh, Whoa! On the old Xbox 360, I think. We got I'm, I'm royalty a cool guy. here. I'm a... Yep, cool kid. That's me. Speaking of uh, cool kids and cool kid things, I originally wanted to do SteamWorld Dig 2 as my last pick, but I've already talked about that on an episode and how great it is. If you haven't played it, play SteamWorld Dig 2. It's the best, one of the best Metroidvanias ever. But mm, I've got two I'm deciding between, and I think I'm going to go with Batman Arkham City, actually, because that's Ooh. a really good game. Yes. The, Literally uh... <laughs> taking a great game and just making it better in every way. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, because Arkham Asylum was already so good. Like little, little, uh, I wouldn't say puzzles, but like the the collectibles, the little little uh, Riddler question marks. Like they were, they were super fun to find, and the villains were cool. Everything about Arkham Asylum was cool, and then Arkham City just blew it the fuck up. It, like there was so much more open, and traversal was way more smooth and fun, oh, yeah, and. Then they made the collectibles even more fun because they were, they were some of them were really really tricky, and they had a lot of DLC. Like there was the DLC where you could play as Catwoman. There was a lot of other cool shit they added along with like there were different uh, Batman costumes. Like you could play as like Batman Beyond 
Gotham by Gaslight, or there were like a bunch of other really cool ones. And I first that that was the first one actually in the series I played because I got it at uh, oh. I got it at Walmart on Black Friday, so many many moons ago. And then I was like, this is great. I wonder what the first game is like. And I got the first game, and I was like, wow, this is this is not as good, but it's great. Yeah, I I played Arkham Asylum first, and then didn't get all the way through Arkham City. But man, I loved. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that? They would have been like, we're making a Batman game, and it's actually going to be awesome. And, and it's going to yeah. be great combat, great exploration, great story. Like, how do you do that? I'm struggling to think of another good superhero game. Not kind of like Ultimate Alliance I mean, or Spider-Man, that, I guess. I mean, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 is yeah. usually considered the best. Yeah. I guess in terms of Batman games, I mean, the it, it, uh, it's tough because some, they're so hit or miss. The ones based off the animated series, I guess, were okay. They weren't great, but they were passable, I guess. These changed, like, the entire landscape of, like, superhero mm-hmm. games entirely. I mean, because, like, now you've got, like, the Spider-Man uh, games, which have been taken over and everything. Yeah. It's funny, too, because these... The Batman Arkham Asylum was, like, one of the final things DC did before they rebooted their universe. So it's actually pre-reboot, too, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The the combat was cool because it was basically just like one big puzzle. It's like, okay, well, there's there's three dudes coming at me. I guess I'll stun this first dude, punch this second dude a couple times so he's kind of pushed back, and then this other guy, I'm just going to throw him at a fucking wall, and then you batarang another guy, and then you just, you're basically picking off dudes one by one. And then those fucking, those like stealth segments, oh man, I already gave away my man. sloppy wet kiss to the chef, so I'm just going to find another chef and French him, but... <laughs> Those little stealth segments were so much fun. Just being as creative as possible to pick off dudes I, one by one, and oh, I know it's a, I know so it's a good. joke phrase, but it really did make you feel like Batman, <laughs> like a fucking ninja. Basically, it was just yeah. so good. Mm. God, I wish I wish they, that team could literally take their experience and try and make a Superman game because yeah. I just want them, someone to to see if they can make a good one because it's. I love that Fort- it's untouchable. The Superman as a video game is just like no one wants to even try. Well, it's like you, you look at the Superman games and like there's only two of them that are considered <laughs> passable, and that's like that beat 'em up on the Super Nintendo and the one on GameCube was, I guess, okay. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a Superman game. Yeah, I think I the think last. Ever... I'm going. I think the last one was like Superman Returns on Xbox 360. Oh, movie tie-in games. Gotta love them. I don't think they've ever made... I don't know how many uh, Aquaman games there are, but I remember there was that one on the oh, game. The one Notorious. <laughs> it was a piece of fucking trash. It yeah, that, so... DC put out three games around that time. It was that Aquaman game, there was that Batman Dark Tomorrow game, which was awful, and uh, Superman Man of Steel on Xbox, which was also awful. I love that those games were like obviously they were selling enough for them to continually make movie and TV tie-ins. Like, sure they're awful, but the audience was there apparently. They also probably didn't cost much to make. True, true. Ooh, what I also love about the the Arkham series is that the the combat system was basically recycled into other games, like the Shadow mm-hmm. of Mordor series. Yep. They they use it for that. There's another series that I can't remember off the top of my head. Dark Souls. I'm no, kidding. That's a joke. I'm joking. Tommy, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Souls um, combat oh, was never was... by Arkham. <laughs> There's another series that they used it in. I can't remember it. Uh, uh, Bill, Bill, go ahead with your next one while I, uh, while I think. <laughs> okay. So this one is a 
bit of a, a jump, but I'm gonna. I, I, in my opinion, I think this is how, this is a good like sequel. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey as a sequel to Super Mario sixty four. Yes, I I agree. I will I will back you up on that. Like, to me, Super Mario Odyssey, in my opinion, is a perfect video game. Like, it literally everything about that game is phenomenal, and it literally took the whole idea of Mario sixty four. And just expanded mm-hmm. it to this like massive open world style Mario game that like I still haven't finished it yet because I'm trying to hundred percent it and like it just takes so long because you got to explore every nook and cranny of all those worlds and they're all so interesting and unique like it actually made the desert gimmick interesting yeah w- no which kidding. is so hard to do especially for Mario standards I really appreciated with Odyssey you know like if if I'm a kind of person who likes to explore every nook and cranny. And in a lot of games, you'll accidentally end up somewhere you're not supposed to be and there actually isn't anything there. But mm-hmm. in Mario Odyssey, there's so many places where it's like, oh, you explored over here? Cool, have a moon. And I love oh, yeah. that. Or my favorite is like in the third level where you accidentally fall down that pit and then suddenly you're in this underground yeah. area. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's where everything is. Yeah. And there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex down here for some reason. Uh, that that was that's such a great game and like I feel like Sunshine and the Galaxy games like tried to be sequels but they kind of just became their own thing oh absolutely mm-hmm. as they went on like Odyssey is the first one that really feels like a true successor to sixty four in a lot of ways and it's gorgeous too really like mm. I don't man it's we're late in the Switch life cycle so things are are kind of rougher frame rate wise or graphics wise but that one even just early on looked so good and it was so smooth to play and do all the moves and stuff ooh mm. buttery it still looks yeah, good dude. yeah it still looks that, good yeah. to be honest that move set is so like it seems really basic but it's it's there's so many layers to it dude cuz you can just you can you can jump throw your hat bounce off your hat do a dive do another jump and then throw your hat again and there's so many ways to break the game and just get to like it kind of like Mario 64 you you could totally get to things that you weren't meant to get to and oh my gosh yeah that was a really fun game getting all those moons and shit mm. dude all the moons all of them i loved i loved exploring too and like the different uh, outfits that you could get for mario like there's just something funny yes. about running around in yeah. the sombrero the entire game <laughs> the poncho and yeah. with, like the little flippers on and shit yeah just just making it as ridiculous as possible man what i what do they where do they go from here what's the next mainline mario do we get it on switch these are the questions uh, that keep me up at night i don't even know it's so hard to tell because I still don't know what Nintendo's plans for the Switch are. Yeah. We got to see what Zelda Tears of the Kingdom does first, and then True. We'll, it'll probably go from there. I wonder how if it's going to be popular. I wonder if people are going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nintendo course, stuff probably. <laughs> yeah, man, these are good sequels. There's... So, okay, I we've been talking about this, and I've noticed that a lot of games that we've talked about have been in the like PS3, Xbox 360, PS4 kind of era. Like, do what was it about that time that made sequels so good and so prevalent? Because I feel like we don't really have big sequels anymore. Does that make sense? Um, for the most part, I feel like uh, it might have just been. Uh, I think developers had more time on their hands. Like, hmm. I don't know. It's weird now because it feels like everyone just has to make something new all the time. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Or they're just gonna milk an old series till it's dead, <laughs> yeah. basically. Because yeah, back in the day, you could have like there were so many games that yeah, you you could make or that they did make sequels for that didn't need a sequel, like like Bioshock and mm. Bioshock Two and Infinite, Dishonored and Dishonored Two and Darksiders and all that shit. 
mm. which I wish I would have brought up Darksiders 2 because that's a great sequel as well. There was less creativity, I think, then. Like, people were kind of, they had something that they were good with and they kind of just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Because now developers right. really want to be creative for whatever reason. Which, I mean, is good, but at the same time, it's it's a little odd at the same time. Yes. Okay. Anyone, any last words for sequels? I'm throwing two in there. Shout out to Left 4 Dead 2, because mm. that added melee weapons and a bunch of stuff. And whichever one I mentioned earlier that I really liked. Darksiders. Darksiders 2. Yeah, that one was really good. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all the sequels. There are no more good sequels. Every other sequel that existed was bad. If you disagree with us and have a sequel that you liked, be sure to to find us on the internet and comment on our Twitter and or, or email us. Do whatever you have to do to tell us about what sequels you like. One more time, where can, where can people find you and listen to you, Bill? We've lost him. Oh, no. Aaron, Clear. do you know where to find Bill and <laughs> where people can listen to him? There's a little profile on our website, linktr.ee slash thebarberwhogames, and you can find all of his stuff, like the 3DO experience and gaming and collecting and all that. And uh, as for us, superpodsaga.com. That's where we are. That's where we'll always be. Okay, and what is our... Check out our Patreon. Yes, check out the Patreon. And what are we going to talk about next week, Aaron? What's our next topic? I got to make sure to shout out our our patron, A Novel Console. They're super awesome. They've got a a great variety podcast. They talk about books and video games and all that stuff. They're great. They're on Twitter, at A Novel Console. How about next episode? We talk about uh, the best... Well, I guess not the best, but uh, video game mascot or mascot (gasps) character. Oh, that's excellent. Yes, yes. So I want to talk about a lot of like ones that nobody ever talks about, like like Woody, Wooden, Wooden Willie or whatever the fuck. You're going to educate me on all those. I'm going to be like, here's a three-hour presentation on Crash Bandicoot. We're going to analyze oh, his Pizza Hut that. commercials. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about their Pizza Hut commercials. But look forward to that, fans. Thank you for listening. We love you all. Here's a big wet kiss from Aaron. Have a great day. Bye. Yep, yep. Goodbye. Uh, Bill also says bye. Bill says bye, too. <laughs> <laughs>